6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Well, a young mom in Leduc is trying to get the word out about her devastating diagnosis that she believes could have been prevented. 31-year-old Kelsey Terrio has late-stage lung cancer that has spread to her brain. This despite never smoking, and she feels and believes it should have and could have been caught much earlier. Now she's warning others before it's too late. Kelsey joining us this afternoon. Hi, Kelsey. Welcome to 630 Chad. Hi, All right, uh, Kelsey, let's start at the beginning here. Tell us your story. You were having you were having symptoms that you raised awareness with to your doctors. Right. So in 2020, um, COVID, I was having um, a chronic cough. And, of course, COVID test, negative, negative, negative. Um, I was put through every suspicion, um, asthma post-nasal drip, various coughing disorders. Um, I was sent for a chest x-ray, and that's something that I'd like to get the word out on, is I was sent for a chest x-ray. I was likely an earlier stage of cancer at that point. A chest x-ray does not catch what a CT does. Um, The chest x-ray didn't show advanced stage cancer, and yet, at that time, I was asked, ever smoked? No. Age at the time, 29-30. No red flags to be sent for a chest CT. No sputum collection, no further requisitions, no referrals, nothing. I was passed through the system. Did you did you push and say, hey, something something's not right here? Like like we got to look for more. I did. Yeah. Um, Two physicians, two ENT doctors, one ENT surgeon through the University of Alberta. Um, I was diagnosed with paralyzed left vocal cord. I was um, done um, a procedure on fully awake while I was pregnant for the paralyzed left vocal cord. Um, but again, all of these other suspicions and diagnosis were, were put on it, and there was never anything to check, is it cancer? You never smoked? Never. You were seven months pregnant with your second child when you finally got the diagnosis? Yes. So struggling for months and months. So now we're in 2021. Struggling for months and months with this chronic cough, not keeping nutrition in. We're talking violent coughing at this point. Um, Shortness of breath, wheezing and strider. Um, At that point, because it was so much worse than months prior, you know what I was told was, oh, it's because you're pregnant. (laughs) Well, no, I'm, I've been having this before I was pregnant. Well, it's just, it's just exacerbated. It's just worsened. No, I'm having a hard time breathing. Um, and I was told word for word, and I'll quote, we're not going to put you through a lung function test because you're pregnant. We'll do it after. <laughs> um, so more time was lost, right? So seven months pregnant. I'm standing in the kitchen one day with my husband, and I have my hand on my neck, and I'm like, you know what? I, I noticed today I, I feel this, like, golf ball lump on my on my left collarbone that's that's weird and so i you know being fairly diligent on my health again i didn't connect the two had no reason to connect the two but i booked an appointment with my doctor and that appointment led to an ultrasound led to another Mm. ultrasound Um, it was identified as appearing malignant that led to biopsy one which led to a tissue biopsy which led to 
cancer diagnosis, which I definitely didn't expect cancer, let alone a type one stage of cancer. That was more a blind side than cancer itself. So, so they told you you had stage four lung cancer. Yes. And it had spread. Yes. To your lymph nodes and into yes. your brain. Yes. So when I was first diagnosed, I was diagnosed as having uh, advanced stage metastatic lung cancer originating in, um, of course, the lung as the primary. Um, and we didn't find out on day one, of course, that it's in your brain because you don't know that right away. You only know that it's metastatic, and based on the lymph node that was biopsied, you know how far it has spread, but that's how they stage it. And then as soon as we found out, at the time, um, at the time of my diagnosis, excuse me, I had three brain tumors. And as I speak to you today, I have six. Kelsey, how, uh, how angry are you at this? I was really angry before. Um, at first, I didn't know, am I angry at myself? Because I could have, you know, could have, should have, would have done more. But then I realized, I'm like, you made appointments. You went to all of these appointments. You asked for a second opinion. You asked for a referral. You went back to your doctor when you felt like that referral didn't change the outcome and things were getting worse, not better. Um, I wasn't satisfied with these various misdiagnoses. Kelsey. And, yeah. Do you, do you feel if you were um, a smoker, maybe if you were older, that you would have had those tests done? Yes. So, so what's, your, what's your warning to people listening today? Why are you sharing your story with me today? I'm sharing my story because cancer doesn't discriminate. And I never in a million years would have thought that being young, being healthy, keeping up with your health, going to appointments, advocating for yourself, I never thought in a million years that that would not be enough to avoid uh, end-stage cancer diagnosis. Um, being older, being a smoker, very, very likely, and I say this because two doctors have told me this to my face, they have said, if you were over 50 and if you had smoking um, in your history, we would have checked for lung cancer. So two doctors telling me that I didn't have those factors um, was, was angering because I'm young and healthy. So because I'm young and healthy, I have a worse prognosis and I get told that I have a 6% survival rate because I'm young and healthy. Your youngest, um, you delivered a month early so you could start some treatment. You have two young boys. How old are the boys? Um, so my uh, five-year-old Cameron is in kindergarten and our baby Alan is Oh, I'm sorry, you just cut, up, you cut out there, Kelsey. He's five months? Uh, so I have a five-year-old Cameron and three-month-old Callan. So where are you right now? What's being done? What can be done, Kelsey? Um, so I do have an amazing oncologist at the Cross Cancer Institute here in Edmonton, and we are um, going on aggressive cancer treatment. Um, I did have an unsuccessful first-line treatment the past 12 weeks. So unfortunately, there was progression. Um, again, like I said, we went from three brain tumors to, to six. Um, I had gamma knife done. Yeah. 
two weeks ago. I had a tissue biopsy done again to check for genetic mutations in the lung tumors. I had a bronchoscopy done um, 48 hours apart from having gamma knife done. Um, so next up, um, I am headed for um, second-line treatment, chemotherapy, uh, two different chemos combined. How do you wrap your yourself around where you are right now and and what you're facing with this end-stage diagnosis with the lung cancer with six brain tumors and you know you're getting the word out there but you want to warn other people and, and make sure that they know like to, to keep pushing when you feel something is wrong to keep pushing keep pushing and taking control of of your health but you've got two little boys um I know you, you used to sing uh, as well, and y- you, don't, you don't sing anymore. There's, there's a lot going on. How are you managing through day by day? You know what? I manage because I don't have a choice. <laughs> um, when I was first diagnosed, I got up every day. I was still pregnant. I got up every day, and I was, my first thought was, oh, my gosh, I have cancer. Mm-hmm. And every day that I wake up now, um, I mean, granted, now I wake up and I have a three-month-old baby. <laughs> Um, combined with our, our five-year-olds, but now I wake up, and unfortunately, it still is my very first thought every day. I can't rid that thought, but I wake up, and I think, do I want their last days? You know, hopefully, it's months or years, not um, anything shorter, but I, I wake up, and I know that I have a choice, and as cliche as it may sound, um, do I want my time left? to be making the most of it, even though it is a very crummy situation? Or do I want it to be filled with with sadness? And it's not all happy and rainbows, but I try. And one thing that I will share with you is it changed in, in a matter of days. It changed my outlook on life. And what I mean by that is the things that I used to get through with parenting, especially having two little kids now, not just the one, I cherish those now. Bath times, <laughs> bedtimes, good morning sunshine, um, my little boy coming in to sneak and sleep in bed with me, um, cuddles with baby and the gummy grins. <laughs> I hang on to those things. And before working full-time, parenting, busy family, we would try and get through those things. And now, not only for myself, but I encourage other people who know me, hang on to those things because those are the things, those are the things that I cry over. I don't cry over my fear to die. We all go someday. Um, I'm not scared of being a, a needle pincushion at the hospital all the time. I cry over my boys because at some point, they're gonna be little still, we don't know how little, and they're gonna lose mom. And um, that's the message, other than just the cancer awareness, that's the message I want to get out there is hang on to what you've got because if you ever think that it's a, it's a for sure thing, it's not. Kelsey, thanks for sharing your story today. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all the best to you and your family moving forward. Thank you. Thank you so much. Kelsey Terrio joining us this afternoon. What a message. Hold on to those little things, those important things, the things that might tick you off every once in a while. Because boy, oh boy, they'll turn into something more.
in some cases. Um, there is a GoFundMe set up uh, for Kelsey's family. You can find it at Kelsey's Courageous Crusade at GoFundMe. And I want to let you know this, Lung Cancer Canada says 65% of new lung cancer diagnoses in the U.S. are among those who have never smoked. Many are young women, and they say this just kind of raises the awareness of, you know, needing more awareness and the push for scans and the push uh, for treatment and to make sure that the medical community is aware.